0: everyone, and welcome to Sugar Pills, your practical guide to self-care. I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I can't wait to help you lead a more joyful life. So let's get started on this week's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. So before we dive into today's episode, which will be a very relevant and life-changing conversation with Sherry Lead. I wanted to remind everyone to please like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to share it. Um, you know, tag me on Instagram at Candy Washington of you listening to the podcast and I will be sure to repost you. Don't forget to check out everything in the show notes from the Basic Girls Guide to Self Care, all of my favorite goodies, to some free self care resources for you. And with that, let's get started. So, on today's episode, we will be speaking with Sherry Lead, who is a lawyer turned life coach. And she's also a graduate of the Happiness Studies Academy. And she is the author of The 50 50 Friendship Flow, Life Lessons. From and for my girlfriends. And I am personally really excited to speak with her today. So, welcome, Sherry. How are you?
1: Hi, thank you. I am great. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and then what led you to writing um, this very timely and relevant book?
1: Sure. Well, I reside over in the Seattle area, over in Seattle, Washington. And I'm a mom to uh, two college-age students. They're both in school, although one is uh, supposed to be in California right now, but he's attending school remotely. Mm. And uh, like you said, I I was a practicing attorney for many years and became a life coach. I specialize in coaching women. And um, the book that I wrote was about my friendships, about my dates I had over the course of the the year with 50 women that are in my life.
0: I love that. I love that you have 50 women in your life. Like, I don't think I do. <laughs> so I love that you have that um, that resource. And so what do you mean by 50-50 friendship flow? Like, what does that mean?
1: Sure. Well, the way this all started was um, I unfortunately attended a memorial service of a girlfriend of mine. Mm. And at the service. Uh, so many people stood up and told all these wonderful stories about her and the lessons that they've learned from her and when I was sitting there and listening to these stories I became sad because I thought well these are really great but they were saying these about her and not to her mm. so, so that that started my journey and I decided like I said to meet with 50 women and some were lifelong friends others were newer acquaintances but with the idea that everyone we meet is both our teacher and our students so there's that give and take. So while 50 was also the was the number I met with, it was also this idea of a give and take a 50 50 um, teacher and student type of relationship.
0: I love that. And I definitely agree that everyone you meet is, you know, a teacher and a student. And throughout your life, you're also always a teacher and a student. So I definitely love that. And I know one thing for me personally, I moved from New York, the East Coast to LA, about you know, maybe like five years ago. And one of the biggest challenges was making friends as an adult, <laughs> especially moving somewhere where you were, you know, you're not going to university there. So you don't have that built-in, you know, friend group. And then also being an entrepreneur not working in a corporate setting. So you don't have like the coworkers that you would naturally sort of go to happy hour with after um, work. So do you have any advice on how to make friends as an adult? how to cultivate those relationships
1: yes and I think it, it's it definitely is challenging and it could be uncomfortable so you know in these conversations that I have with um, women I do I ask a lot of questions you know that's that that teacher or that student aspect mm-hmm. and I've gotten different ideas on how to cultivate friendships like that this not only these one-on-one means that I have had but um, one woman who she actually has anxiety on a daily basis and considers herself to be an introvert Mm. what she did when she actually had kind of a similar situation she moved into a new area where she knew um, didn't have her girlfriends and she actually picked up a book and I hope I don't get the title of the book wrong but it was something to the effect of do something every day that scares you Mm. and in that you know there are these little challenges things like Um, even talking to somebody after a yoga class, that was really uncomfortable for her, but she, she challenged herself and she made herself do that. And So, you know, taking these little steps, I know for my daughter, who's a young adult uh, and tends to be a lot more um, shy than I am. I've asked her to challenge herself to just, you know, kind of say hello to one person, you know, every day that she goes out and, and then if after that becomes comfortable, start to, you know, have more of a conversation each time she goes out. And, and it's just these little steps that, that, you know, start to, one, become a habit so that, you know, you're conversing with people. But two, it, it just becomes a little bit more
0: comfortable.
1: And you, who knows who you're going to end up meeting. That could be your next best friend.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I also tend to be more on the introverted side. So I I definitely identify with the woman that you spoke with and, and being a little bit more uh, shyer and uncomfortable approaching people to talk. So I love that guidance that you gave of, you know, doing one thing a day that scares you and just being open to putting yourself out there. I think that's really important and great guidance for for meeting friends and also for life in general, you know, don't be afraid to get out of your own comfort zone to discover something new. So I love that. Um, I also love how you say relationships are your most important investment of time and uh, sort of like where to start with that. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I definitely agree. I think relationships uh, personally and professionally are one of your you know, your most valuable assets that you have. So if you wanna touch on that a little bit, I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Yes, well, I believe everyone's ultimate goal in life is happiness. And Mm -hmm. there have been a number of studies on happiness. And a lot of these studies, if not all of the studies, really show the correlation between relationships and happiness. Uh, One of the more common studies or the more popular studies is known as the blue zone study. In which the researchers looked at places around the world where people lived the longest. And in that, they also looked at well being and feelings of happiness. And they found a direct correlation, even though these places were also very diverse and the cultures were very diverse, there's a direct correlation between the relationships that the people had with their family, with their friends, and with their communities. So, knowing this, it just, it, Really makes sense to really invest time into the relationships that we have in our lives.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and one thing I learned was, um, people like to work with and hang out with people that they know, like and trust. And those are kind of like the elements of relationships. So I definitely think building that that trust and that knowingness and that likability that's an important investment. Just with your personal friendships and also in business. And a lot of people like to work with their friends. So I think that's a really good um, piece of advice to give to people. And I know now, like during the pandemic, it's gotten even tougher to maybe go outside of our comfort zones because we are, you know, physically half the distance and we're not able to go out as much as we used to. So how do you sort of deepen friendships during the pandemic? How do you maybe meet new friends even? So how do you sort of navigate friendships and relationships Um, in our new normal?
1: Yeah, so during the pandemic, uh, part of of the 50 dates, so when I had these 50 dates, I didn't plan on making this into a book or having this become a movement, but it has evolved into a challenge, and it initially, before the pandemic, started out as a challenge for people to uh, make a commitment to meet with, you know, maybe five or ten friends over the course of a, a year to tell them what they've learned from them and what they mean to them in their lives. Now, since the pandemic, I and a number of other people have done this challenge via Zoom. Mm. And um, this, you know, it's so interesting doing this to through Zoom and I was able to reach more people this way. And also I found for some of the women who tried this challenge via Zoom, they said that was more comfortable for them to to share in this manner from the comfort of their own home. So I would suggest one thing that you can do during this time of social distancing is to set these dates to take this challenge. And it just involves five simple steps one is, you know, well, first of all, I'll make the commitment to take the challenge to me with it doesn't have to be 50 people, it could be five or 10. Mm-hmm. And then the steps are easy. One, set the date. Two, intention. Really think about what you want to tell your friend or someone new in your life. What, what you know, what you've learned from them, why you want to meet and talk with them and get to know them a little bit more. Three, be the teacher. Share with them, you know, what this, this, um, this piece of this gift that they've given you and what you see in them. Four, be the student, ask questions, learn, and listen. And five, which I think is the most important piece, is to somehow capture that moment, you know, whether it be with a screenshot, picture, or a journal note, because that fifth piece of reflection, once you start to look at these people who've come into your lives, new friends, new acquaintances. And the gifts that they're bringing—it's really impossible not to live in gratitude and, and feel that happiness that we're all striving for.
0: Yeah, and I love that you said live in gratitude because as you were speaking, what came up um, for me was just this is really an exercise and and friendship gratitude and relationship gratitude. You know, being grateful for that person for what they've taught you and the experiences you've had with them, and then also being grateful for. Being someone that they can lean on to and get support from and can learn from, which really speaks to that 50-50 friendship flow that you talked about, you know, the give and the take and being the student and the teacher. So I love that. It definitely seems like an exercise in, in daily uh, friendship and relationship gratitude. And along those lines, what, what has been one of or maybe one or two things that you really learned about? yourself during this process that maybe surprised you, you know, I know that you started it out by wanting to express gratitude to others, but what came up for you for yourself during this process that you really was able to take away from it?
1: I learned that one that we don't, we, while we talk to our friends, we very rarely talk about our friendships. And these conversations that I had with women, I guarantee they remember Sitting either sitting down with me or being on Zoom with me and having these conversations because this is so rare that we have these. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I think is really important, especially for, uh, you know, I know I'm 51. And I know many <laughs> of your listeners are a lot younger than 51. And one thing though that I found that was really important to, that I wish I knew when I was younger is that friendships come and go and that's okay. Mm. People come and go and lead your life um, at different times. And that's okay. I know that for myself, and, you know, watching my da- daughter that's in her 20s, she's in her 20s, that it can be really hard when, when friendships break up, or, or, or they, you know, they, they kind of move, you kind of move away from someone. And it used to, it used to be really hard from when I was younger. But then as I went through this, uh, it really helped me to understand that, it's okay. That's the way life is. You know, we're meant to be in each other's lives, either for a short period of time, some people actually for a lifetime, but for the most part, we come and go, you know, at different stages of life and that's okay.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. I think a lot, I know, I know myself and I know other people, exactly like you said, struggle with um, almost like the friendship breakup, almost when you realize that a friendship has ran its course and Maybe you're going into two different uh, directions. But I think that goes back into how you so beautifully put it. You know, these friendships are, you know, student and teacher. So that friendship was there to teach you a a lesson, a lesson that you were supposed to get out of life. That's what that friendship was supposed to teach you with that student teacher dynamic. And then once you learn whatever lesson that friendship was supposed to teach you, you're right. Like sometimes that friendship can continue, but sometimes that friendship has just ran its course. And accepting that and having some perspective on it, I think, I think it's really great because sometimes we, you know, whether it's a romantic or friendship, sometimes we hang on to the idea of the relationship rather than the reality of it. And sometimes the reality is certain relationships are teaching you the lesson you're supposed to learn. And you need to let that go once you receive the lesson, or you'll keep getting the same thing over and over and over again so I love that you put that out there and what another thing that I really love about what you're doing um that I love about your book and everything that you're putting out there is I think sometimes there's a negative connotation about female friendships that it's really rooted in sort of this like mean girl mentality this sort of frenemy mentality um that there's like jealousy and competition like women aren't really friends with each other So I love that what you're doing is really debunking that. And it's really changing the narrative of female friendships. You know, that no, we can be a support system for each other. You know, we can show gratitude and love and be happy for each other and have real genuine friendships. So I I love that you're changing the narrative on female friendships with what you're doing. And did anybody's um, story really... You know, resonate with you that you talked to over you know the course of fifty or so um, interviews that you did with these women. There were so many stories, <laughs> yeah. and
1: each one, you know, that's that's something that I found was that I ended up writing the book, which, uh, like I said, I wasn't planning on writing, making this into a book, this little project of mine, but in the order that the dates happened, because I found that no story was less important or or greater than another and you know on the same vein that we were talking about friendships coming and going one of the dates that I have had was with a woman named Susie and over the years I've I've observed that she's been really good at at maintaining friendship friendships that have broken up I mean <laughs> friends of hers that were really close and, yeah. and you know those two bro- have broken up but somehow she's been able to maintain close friendships with both friends, which is really hard to do because I think oftentimes we feel pressure to side with one friend or another. Yeah. Uh, So I asked her how she manages that. And she pointed out that she's very transparent and she just lets her friends know that every friendship is different and every relationship is different. And she can support, you know, you just as much as she can support the other person. And I thought that was really great. Uh, for some reason, a lot of times when we we find ourselves caught in the middle, we struggle to to share those sentiments with our girlfriends. But uh, that was a really big lesson for me to learn is just to be very transparent and realize that uh, I can share these things with my friends and tell them that I'm there. I could support two people who don't get along <laughs> together or you know especially mm-hmm. as we get older we start to have friends who um may go through a divorce and we're friends with both the husband and the wife or the either partner
0: yeah and uh
1: just to to be able to say hey i'm i'm you know i'm i'm here for both of you and it's not a competition and i see you know some love and light in each of you uh, i think is pretty powerful. Cool.
0: Absolutely. And I think also with that, it's uh, being a really healthy communicator and also setting um, clear and healthy boundaries with people. You know, one boundary is saying to someone, I understand you may not get along with him. You may not get along with her. However, I still choose to be friends with them. We won't discuss you or X, Y and Z. So I think really just having that healthy communication and setting clear boundaries with people, you know, really creates the foundation for lasting relationships, even when maybe people aren't getting along. So I think that was a really great thing um, to bring up as well. And I just wanted to see that you spoke to different women from all ages and ethnicities, economic standing, you know, religions and education levels. Was there any themes that popped up across the board for all of these women who have come from so many different walks of life? I know one thing I find is that the human experience is Once you boil it down, it's pretty similar across the board of what people go through. So I wanted to see if you had any common themes that popped up. Yes, well, you know, when I did this a second time
1: on Zoom, I actually... I actually uh, asked a specific question to each of the women that I met with and over Zoom, over the pandemic this past year, I met with 51 women <laughs> and um, and also, and the, you know, the, this time around I was able to cover four different countries and oh, several other that. states, mm-hmm. so in addition to the diversity that you mentioned, there was also a geographic diversity and the question i asked came from a masterclass i watched with robin roberts on communication mm-hmm. and she she mentioned that her mom's told her to make her messes her messages and so that's the question I asked all of these women. What is the mess that became your message? And we spoke about whatever that, you know, I asked them to focus on one mess because we all have a ton, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and but that's what the conversation was about. And from that, that just really hit home what you're saying that, that we're all, we all go through kind of the same stuff. You know, life is, life is difficult. We all have hurdles. Uh, we all have obstacles and we're all learning, and we're changing, and we're growing. And asking that question and finding out from, especially from friends I've known for a long time, um, some of them told me stories that I had never heard before, mm-hmm. things that they've gone through, and it just really hit home how how much we all are alike. And it doesn't matter our age, or other than the older we get, we've gone through a lot more messes. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter, you know, our race, our ethnicity, our our economic background, our educational background, where we live, we all go through life messes and it's about making messages out of those.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I and I think that resonates with a lot of people. And exactly like you said, you know, you you were surprised by some of the things that people you had known had gone through. And I think I think a lot of times as women and it's just people in general, we kind of feel like we have to pretend, even with our friends that we've known forever, we kind of feel we have to put on this like facade of perfection or that we have it all together or we have it all figured out or everything is going well. When the truth is, you know, life happens to all of us. And I think once we're able to create these safe and and healthy and authentic and transparent conversations that you know you've been able to create, it kind of gives us permission to be honest and it gives us to permission to kind of let our hair down and you know put the mask down and say hey you know what i'm going through this and it really sucks or i went through this and it really hurt or i went through this and i feel so ashamed i went through this and i felt so embarrassed i went through this and i was really depressed and it's not to, you know harp on negativity absolutely not but it's really just to create that human connection, which makes our friendships and our relationships so important, because that's our true support system. And I think it's really also important to have, you know, those friends in life. And I love what you're doing because there's healing and having someone bear witness to your story in a loving and compassionate way. You know, there's so much healing in that, and that's and I and I love that you're doing this because you're you're giving women permission to to just let it out and to just, you know, be themselves with someone in a safe space and get that love and get that support. You know, I I forgot who said it, but it's like secrets make you sick. And people, you know, don't really tell their true sides in their stories because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want to be shamed. But I love that you're creating such a safe space and a compassionate space, you know, for people to make those genuine connections and to sort of start that healing process and a part of the healing process is getting support from your friends. So I, I love that you're doing that. Um, and is there any other you know, advice or guidance that you came across while doing this? I would just love anything you have to say. I think what you're doing is, is so beautiful and so needed, especially at this time where we all feel isolated. Yes. Well, you know, having these conversations
1: and recognizing, you know, for the first round, telling people what I see in them and recognizing that we don't share this with our friends. And and so a lot of women got emotional when I shared with them the gifts that they brought me Mm -hmm. and um, what I see their gifts are to the world. And then having the second round where I'm asking about the messes and which is a very vulnerable question and, and recognizing that everyone goes through messes and, and we're all just trying as hard, <laughs> you know, as hard as we can mm-hmm. to do the best we can and seeing this really helped me. I've been on this constant quest. I think, you know, since, well, probably most of my life, but <laughs> really actively in the last 15 years, probably since maybe my late, 30s to uh, to let go of the fear of judgment, and because mm. early, you know, as an early adult, and judgment was really a thing that held me back of being afraid of what people were thinking about me what people were saying about me and this is before social media even so so i can't imagine what 20s would have been like for me with social media but this 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 fear of judgment i think really held me back and held back my ability to to make friends with people uh because i was so concerned about the way i was being perceived and so easily hurt by um others judgments or what I perceive to be their judgments that having these conversations even helped me further that uh, place I want to be at where I let go of judgment because I realized that everyone is kind of the same and we're all going through the same step we just need to talk to each other and it's been such a freeing experience for me and has allowed me to focus on the other person and let go of that that judgment piece that held me back for so many years
0: I love that. Yeah. And I thought of two things as you were speaking. Um, The first one was, again, I I love what you're doing so much in the first part, how you showed gratitude to your friends of like, this is how you've shown up for me. And this is what I've learned from you and how, you know, they would get emotional hearing that. Because I also think sometimes we, we give gratitude all the time. And, you know, we we say thanks to other people and we're, we're doing, 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 but I love that part of it where, You're allowing someone to receive, you know, to receive um, the gratitude and to receive their accolades and, you know, give them their flowers while they're, while they live, you know, which is what you said before when we first started talking, your friend unfortunately had passed away and you were saying how they're saying all these great stories about her now, but like, did we tell her that when she could, like when she was here with us? So I love that you're, I love that, that you're giving these women their flowers now so they can really take that in and i think um can't speak for all women but i know sometimes as women you know we kind of struggled with um taking that you know praise and taking that in you know sometimes we feel like we have to do for everyone and show up for everyone and be superheroes but then we forget that sometimes we need to hear you know you're doing a great job we need to hear a thank you we need to hear you know i loved when you did this it really helped me with that or whatever it is so I, I love that component of it because I think sometimes we go through our lives without feeling appreciated or feeling seen or feeling heard. And I think that's what we all really need. We just you know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Do I matter? Am I here? Am I important? Like all of those questions. So it's nice to hear it, to have someone say, I see you and thank you. So I love it. Yes, it's,
1: yes and it's so it's so unusual that we do it that I realize it can be awkward, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, like you said, we're not used to getting these compliments or just or hearing somebody say, hey, you know, the way... For instance, this woman, the way you greet, greeted me when I first met you felt so warm. It's taught me how to greet other people and set the basis for my new friendships. And you know, that was some, that's something that happened for me when a woman that I didn't know greeted me like she was already my friend. It clicked in my head that that's the way I need to greet people. And it changed really the basis of my friendships, but I found that it is awkward. And so what I usually suggest to people, if they do take this challenge, and I hope they do, is to tell their friend that they've challenged themselves, that this is a challenge that they're doing um, because everyone wants you to complete a challenge. So <laughs> setting the framework really helps to take away a little bit of that awkwardness for this new conversation that we're not used to having with our friends. We talk to our friends all the time. We mm-hmm. very rarely talk about our friendship.
0: Yeah, that is, that is very true. And, and we very rarely talk about our friendships directly to the friend. <laughs> sometimes no, we talk about, we'll talk yeah. about it to other people, but we rarely do direct communication to the actual friend we're talking to.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of that. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So do you want to, um, I know before we had, we had talked about the challenge, but um, just for everyone listening, do you want to walk us through the 5050, the hashtag 5050 Friendship Flow Challenge one more time, just for everyone who's listening who might want to participate or, you know, kind of join this movement that you're making? Yes. So first commit to meeting, it could be five friends, 10 friends,
1: whatever is a doable number for you over the course of a year. So make that commitment. And then the five steps are. Action, intention, be the teacher, be the student, and reflection. Action being set the date. You know, it could be in person or virtual. Two, intention. Really think, be specific in your thoughts of what you want to share with that friend. you know, so it's not just a gen- general gratitude, you know, session or <laughs> message of gratitude, but something very specific of what that friend has brought to your life. Number three, be the teacher, share with them how you see them, how you see they show up, how how you see they've shown up in your life. Number four, be the student, listen, ask questions, find out something new about your friend that you had not known before. And five, which I think is the most important piece is that reflection piece. Somehow capture that moment, either with a, a photograph or a journal note, something so that as you go through this challenge and you see the different people that have come into your life, those that you've chosen to meet with, you know, as we said before, it's impossible at that point not to live in gratitude of all these different folks that for the most part, you had very little to do to bring them into your life, but there they are with all these gifts that they've, they've brought to you.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. And then do you have any one parting nugget of wisdom, that if we are to get one thing from this conversation around friendship and relationships, what's that one thing you really want us to know? I
1: think relationships and friendships don't cost a thing, but time. And it's the relationships that get us to, you know, they're, they're a key factor at least to get us towards that ultimate goal in life, which is happiness.
0: I love that. I love that. And I also just wanted to recap a couple of other things that we discussed. I loved how you put into perspective that sometimes friendships come and go, and it's okay to accept that friendships have expiration dates. I absolutely love that you brought that up. Um, I also loved how you said to do something every day that scares you. If you are having a challenge with meeting new people or making friends, if you're introverted introverted or maybe on the shyer side, you know, put yourself out there, say hello to someone, um, you know, join a group or just do something outside of your comfort zone to expand your friendship group. Um, I also loved how you spoke about relationships are our most important investment of time. I definitely believe that our tribe and our support system is so important. And for everyone out there, be sure to join the hashtag 5050 Friendship Flow Challenge. So I will have where they can find you, Sherry, in the show notes, but do you want to share with us where can we find you and connect with you, and also where can we pick up your very meaningful and relevant book, The 50-50 Friendship Flow, Life Lessons, From and For My Girlfriends.
1: Thank you. I've so Mm -hmm. enjoyed talking to you, Candy. And uh, the book's available on Amazon, and I can be found at, it's kind of a mouthful, but it's and imperfectly perfect life. And that's the website. It's also um, Facebook and Instagram as well.
0: I think that's a beautiful name. I think it's very uh, indicative of everything we talked about and just embracing our imperfection and embracing our humanity. And I will have that all linked in the show notes. So thank you so much, Sherry, for all of your insights. And I know that I'm going to use them in my own life. And I hope everyone listening will use them as well. So until next time, everyone, be well. Thank you so much for joining me and please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. Head over to Instagram and join me at Candy Washington. I can't wait to hear from you.